This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 18. Today we're going to be talking about Sistar, a girl group who are known as the Queens of Summer and who in their seven-year lifespan gave us two albums, four EPs, and two summer albums and a very pleasant yet heart-wrenching goodbye. So shall we just jump into it? Sistar was a four-member girl group under Starship Entertainment. The members consist of leader Hyolin, rapper Bora, vocalist Soyu, and another vocalist, Dasam. Their fandom name is Star One, and their official color is Fuchsia. Just to give you a bit of information before the group started actual promotions, I was unable to find anything on Bora and Dasam at other companies prior to their time at Starship, but Hyolin was part of JYP and was actually going to debut, but left once the company's plans for that group fell through. Soyu was a cube trainee and was even said to have been preparing to debut with 4-Minute, although she was eventually dropped and decided to audition for Starship, and obviously she made it in. Before even releasing a song or album, the girls were introduced to the public through a CC photo shoot in March of 2010. Just three months later, on June 3rd, which they actually just celebrated their 10th anniversary this past month, they made their official debut with the song Push Push. The following day, they had their first ever stage on Music Bank. The song is an upbeat, catchy dance number, and the video features the girls in very painfully 2010s style outfits, including a lot of layering, hats, and thick eyeliner. Also, future boyfriend members, who, for those of you who don't know, boyfriend was also under Starship, Youngmin, Kwangmin, and Donghyung were featured in the video. Also, quick side note, the amount of auto-tune on Soyu's voice was really shocking to me when I first listened to this song, especially because I've just always heard of her as such an incredible vocalist, and it felt really weird that they were masking her voice with auto-tune in this first debut song. Yeah. That, well, that was, like, the annoying thing about that time period was even, like, good vocalists were doing that. Right. It was just, that right. was just the style back then. That being said, that song is so catchy. It I love it. Yeah. It was stuck in my head for so long after I listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's good for a debut song. Like, it holds up. I rewatched the music video today. Mm-hmm. Like it for a debut, it it packs mm-hmm. a punch. I agree. A couple months later, on August twenty fifth, twenty ten, Shady Girl, their second single, was released. Another fun, upbeat song. This time, the video featured Super Junior's Hichol as the male lead that is seemingly being controlled by another guy. And then in the end, he decides he doesn't want the other dude in his earpiece anymore, and he throws it at him and storms off. And it just is a very confusing concept. <laughs> I don't, I really don't understand what they were going for there. <laughs> I think they were trying to make it as in like, oh, Heechul wants to get a girl. Here's what you do. But I think that's what they were trying to shoot for. But I don't feel like they really. The execution wasn't it. great, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the story I feel like is confusing. Yeah. And I don't think it's a problem with Heechul's acting or there was another male, the other guy. I don't think it was his acting. I don't think it was any of the girls acting. I think it was just whoever the director slash story writer were. Exactly. While performing this song specifically at an event, Bora fell and actually broke her thumb. And often groups are made to dance at these outdoor events in the rain, which makes the stage very slippery. And it's honestly very dangerous. And many fans have called for this 
this to be stopped over the years. And there's also just countless fan cams of groups falling all over the place, even besides Sistar. And just regardless of all that, the clip went viral and further pushed them into the spotlight. Soon after, the girls had their last release of 2010 with How Dare You. I did not know a lot of Sistar's music going into this episode, but they're all earworms. And they also love saying the name of their group, at the beginning of the songs, which I really don't like, um, which <laughs> is just, it's kind of a downside to their music for me, but overall, they're just all so catchy, it's incredible. The styling also starts to get a bit better around this point, and the song also actually gave them their first ever win on a music show, which was Music Bank on December 17th, 2010. Just before that, on December 9th, 2010, they attended the Golden Disc Awards where they received a Rookie Award. In April of 2011, it was announced that a subunit consisting of Hyorin and Bora would release music. The unit's name was revealed to be Sistar 19, which according to Bora, means it expresses the emotions of a girl on the edge of girlhood and womanhood, which I think fits the song pretty well. A month later, My Boy dropped and peaked at number two on the Guy on Music charts. This song is much more stripped down in my opinion than the other two, and there's a lot less going on because it's kind of more R&B. Like there's still a backing beat, but it's much less in your face and you can hear the piano in the background. And it's pretty good overall, but I really dislike the choreography in this music video. It was just, it looked so lackluster. <laughs> and I know they were trying to go for a more like sexy, casual choreography, but I just thought it looked so funny. And in my opinion, it missed the mark for what it was trying to do, but overall, I really liked the song. The two members performed on music shows and promoted the unit for the whole month of May. At the end of Sistar 19's promotions, the girls got to work for their upcoming first ever studio album. On August 9th, 2011, So Cool was released with a title track of the same name as well as a remake of Ma Boy with all four members as well as their previously released title tracks. The first week, the album came in on the charts at number 15, then dropped to number 39 the next week, and then climbed back up to number 11 before peaking at number 10. The music video was just okay in my opinion, and I personally did not like the song so much. It's definitely my least favorite up to this point, but again, that's a personal opinion. The girls look super pretty, and it's well made for the time, but looking at it now, it just seems kind of lackluster. And wow, I feel like I don't notice the high heels that companies put their female idols in most of the time, but these were just so high, my ankles hurt watching them. And <laughs> I just don't understand why they do that to them because it cannot be comfortable to perform in. They're not comfortable to walk in, so... <laughs> It might also not be safe. Yeah, definitely. I always worry about safety with, with especially female idols with their shoes, because I know male idols fall a lot anyways. Mm -hmm. But heels, you can do a lot of damage, like severely long-term mess up your ankles. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's, it's, not, it's not great. <laughs> in September 2011, the girls and Super Junior's Lituk took part in the fourth season of the show Hello Baby. The overall premise is to raise a child as parents would along with activities and missions to take part in. Why they would have four mother figures and one father figure is beyond me, but the show was really popular, so who am I to knock it? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't get it. Well, also, like, consider, like, when Shiny did it, five dads, when Girls' Generation did it, nine moms, <laughs> so... It's just, it's so random to me having, like, four girls and then one guy. Because, like, the other ones, at least, yeah. they're all one group. So it makes sense to have a single group. But then they're just like, Lee Tuck, you go. Like, <laughs> you could have thrown in some other super junior members and had, like, a couple thing. But 
I don't know. Lisa got into some weird variety show stuff during this time. Pink Romance was released on November 25th. This was a collaboration with fellow Starship label mates, K-Will and Boyfriend. This was a cool release because it was a fan gift and part of the proceeds from the single also went to charity. And it was also their last release of 2011. In early 2012, Hyolin was cast as a member of the second season of Dream High. And this show, it had quite the cast. 2AM's Jinwoon, GOT7's Jin Young and JB, who at the time made up the duo JJ Project, Tiara's Jiyeon, Ailey, and Park Sojun star in this terrible, terrible drama. And I can say that because I've seen it. It is not good. For the record, I remember liking Kyolan's character just fine, but in the end, I think it was more so the poor writing of the show rather than anyone's acting that made it so bad. She also participated in one of the OSTs along with Ailey and Jiyeon because in the show they made up a fictional girl group, which was kind of fun. I like that. A month after the show's finale, on April 12th, Sistar released their first ever mini-album, Alone. Which is weird, because they released so many singles before actually releasing a mini-album. Anyway. This marked their sixth, if I counted that right, collaboration with Brave Brothers, and it paid off, because the album peaked at number two on the Guyon charts, and the title track of the same name hit number one, further showing their growing popularity. I personally really like this song, and the music video is really pretty. I love the red and black, and it also seems like an overall upgrade quality-wise and styling-wise. And this also was the first time I feel like they gave them a more mature vibe as opposed to the younger look that they had before. This album also marked Hyolin's first solo song entitled I Choose to Love You, which had originally been released at the beginning of the year as an OST for another drama. Just a month later, the group's first ever summer special EP was released. On June 28, 2012, Loving You was dropped with a title track of the same name along with another song called Holiday and the rest of the track list consisting of remixes of their past songs. The album did fairly well on the charts and the title track again hit number one. The group went to Hawaii to fill this super summery track. It's the epitome of summer with a beach and a water slide and they just look like they're having so much fun in the video. Also, they dance in roller skates, which is impressive and kind of terrifying to me because that looks dangerous. Another thing I want to briefly mention is that while I was searching this promotion specifically, I came across some really nasty and straight up shocking comments from netizens talking about how the girls got really tanned while they were in Hawaii because there's sun there, you know, that's, that's how Hawaii works. But that being said, Colorism is a pretty big thing in Asia, not just South Korea, but we are not the right people to educate you on that. And we just want to say that many Asian YouTubers have touched on it in videos, and hopefully at some point we can have someone come on at some point and talk a little bit about colorism in Asia in general. That being said, do not write nasty comments about idols. They do see what you post, and Hyolin specifically has talked about being tan in the past, but I just wanted to mention that at this point because Hyolin has always been tanned and she has a beautiful tan. And I thought it would be kind of disingenuous to not mention that at some point that she has gotten hate for how she looks, even though she's really pretty and it's just, we don't understand it as people from the Western world. That's not really a huge thing here for white people, I guess. I don't know. It is weird to see it here just how even to kids how people talk about it and it really just bothers me mm -hmm. how like i've heard people like be like 
oh yeah she's too dark like they'll talk about like kids it's like oh no he went to guam and he got kind of tan like they sound so disappointed in like kids like it really creeps me out yeah but to be fair though korea doesn't have any sun not to start a fight <laughs> but when when it, it gets sun it's shocking because everyone's only out at night it's either raining or smog here so when we get sun it's just shocking like today oh boy i was worried i was gonna get sunburned in July, it was announced that the girls would have their first ever solo concert, which was called Femme Fatale. A month later, it was revealed that the date of the concert would be September 15th. From what I've seen, there are fan cams on YouTube if you want to watch some of those performances. As I believe we have mentioned before, Gaio Dejun usually airs around the end of the year and is essentially one giant concert. For this year, of 2012, they implemented a theme called The Color of K-Pop and created only what could be called the crossover of the century, with 20 idols in total participating in four groups. Kind of similar to my idea of wanting members of multiple groups in a band, but more so falling into a Super M type group. The concept was to bring different members of big K-pop groups together and have a famous producer make a song for them. Hyorin and Bora participated in this, being in the groups Dazzling Red and Mystic White respectively. There's some clips of all the idols interacting while they form the groups in practice, so I suggest looking those up if you love idol interactions. Although a lot of the groups are not really active right now, so... But I really love the concept, and I wish they would do that again. Yeah. Now that we've seen the beginnings of this iconic girl group, let's switch gears and look at how they grew into the fitting title of Queens of Summer. 2013 started off with Sistar 19 releasing their very first EP, Gone Not Around Any Longer. With a single of the same name, <laughs> Gone Not Around Any Longer. It was an instant hit and got two perfect all kills, meaning that it hit number one on all major Korean music charts and held it for two weeks straight. And the subunit also got their very first win on M Countdown. They continued to promote Gone Not Around Any Longer until March 3rd, meaning that they promoted the song for a bit over a month before ending the promotion cycle with the goodbye stage on Inkigayo. Two months later, on May 27th, it was announced that Sistar would have a summer comeback in June with a full album, making it a whole year since the last time the entire group had a release together. Even though Sistar and Sistar 19 were currently on a tiny break between March and June, they didn't just sit around doing nothing. Sistar had performed at the KBS's Lunar New Year Special and Music Bank in Jakarta, Indonesia, as well as the 19th annual Dream Concert. They also did multiple photoshoots for different fashion brands and magazines, often appearing in Vogue Korea. And Hyorin and Soju even went volunteering in Liberia through the Myral Welfare Foundation and SBS's Hope TV. In the start of June, the first teaser images for Sistar's comeback was released, shortly followed by the first teasers for the new music video. And on June 11th, their second studio album, Give It To Me, dropped. This has sadly become their last full-length album. Anyhow, the title track of the album, also titled Give It To Me, gave them an all-kill, and it won them the triple crown on M Countdown and Music Bank, meaning that they placed on number one for three weeks straight, before being kicked off the charts, because M Countdown and Music Bank and all the Korean music shows are not the billboard charts where you can stay on the charts for like 90 weeks straight. They will kick <laughs> you out. They only had one music video for 
this album release, but they did perform other songs from the album, like Mrs. Star, Hey You, and Crying. The promotions for Give It To Me ended on July 13th with their goodbye stage on Music Core. Though their promotion cycle had ended, it didn't mean that the girls would stop releasing music. Hyolin featured on the OST for Master's Son, a SBS drama, and towards the end of August, Starship revealed that Sis Star would be holding their second solo concert, which would be titled S and held in October. But before that, in early September, teaser images for Soyuz's single with Mad Clown were released, and the single Stupid in Love dropped on September 10th and debuted at number one on the Gaon Singles chart. October started off with S, their second solo concert, which happened at the Seoul Olympic Hall, like their first one. And on the 16th of October, it was announced that Bora would become the new female MC on the KBS's Music Bank, alongside actor Park Soyun. And teasers for Dawson's upcoming drama Melody of Love was released. This would become her second drama. Later, Starship Entertainment announced that Hyolin had been working on an album, and that it would be released later this year, 2013 or early 2014. Things are kept incredibly vague at this time. But Sister continued to perform. They represented South Korea at the second Abu TV Song Festival in Vietnam, a event kind of like the Eurovision Song Contest here in Europe. And Sister also performed at the first ever YouTube Music Awards, which was the only YouTube Music Award to ever be held in real life. And it was <laughs> a pretty weird thing. <laughs> On November 19th, it was announced that Hyolin's album would be coming out soon. And following this announcement came teaser images, a tracklist, and MV teasers in the following days. And amid all of these teasers came the 2013 Emnet Asian Music Awards, or the MAMA Awards, on the 22nd of November. This show was something else. Sistar, of course, performed. But there were some very interesting collabs, like CL and Icona Pop, and of course the infamous Crayon Pop and Ilvis collab. Oh this was the year that Butters the Foxy came out, oh just God. so you know. <laughs> And that actually fits, yeah. Yeah. This was also the only time that I'm aware of that the Yimama Awards have been shown on Norwegian TV since a Norwegian group performed. And it was shown at like midnight and it was very strange. <laughs> but this is not the only reason why I wanted to mention this specific award show. Because after the very last award was given out, Hyolin performed alongside Stevie Wonder and he closed out the show with Isn't She Lovely. An absolute great performance, and the entirety of the 2013 Mamas are on Eminent's YouTube channel, so you should definitely go look at it if you have the time to sit and look at an award show for a couple of hours. <laughs> but as the credits start rolling, the twist of the century comes on as Paris Hilton arrives to close out the show by DJing. Because you thought oh the my. show was over with Stevie Wonder, but no. Oh no, <laughs> Paris needed to DJ. 2013 was a year, okay? That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was a roller coaster from start to finish. Well, I learned something to do. But 2014 is the year of Sistar trying new things, because the year started off with Sistar's Midnight in Hong Kong, their very first reality show all about themselves. Though Dawson couldn't join the filming of this show due to her recording of the KBS drama Melody of Love. Soya continued doing collab singles for Starship X, the Starship Entertainment sub-label, now with the single Sum featuring Yungigo, which got released on February 7th, and oh. it topped all of Gaon's charts and 
became the only single to stay at number one for two weeks straight on the Gaon's digital charts in the entirety of 2014. In March, it was announced that Bora would get her very first acting role on the SBS drama Doctor Stranger, as well as Dawson working on her very first drama OST. The single she worked on became the song Ya 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 for the drama Love Writes the Song. I just have to add a tiny side note here, but it turns out that while pretty much everything we've talked about so far, Bora was attending Yeonji University, taking a major in musical theater. She ended up graduating with that major in February 2015. Basically, her entire idol career, she had also been attending university, which is pretty intense. <laughs> That's impressive. Also, good for her for being college educated. Yeah. Anyhow. Back to 2014, in April, Hyolin featured on Mad Clown's single, Without You, and Sistar performed in LA for KBS's Open Concert or LA K-pop festival. As you can kind of see, around this time all the members of Sistar were doing their own thing, and pretty much all of them did some form for modeling. Both Bora and Dasom appeared in Vogue Girl, Hyorin became the new model for The Sun's Mate T, Soyu appeared on NBC's I Live Alone, and Bora was on Running Man. And Bora and Hyolin were also seen visiting an animal shelter, and Sistar also performed at the 11th concert for New Hope, a charity concert founded by Ilguan Group. But on June 5th, Starship Entertainment announced that Sistar were working on a new release to drop in the beginning of July. And on July 10th, the first teaser images dropped. And finally, 11 days later, Touch and Move was released. Their second mini-album with the title song Touch My Body. The very same day, they held their premiere showcase at the Ichi Art Hall, and Touch My Body immediately topped the Gone charts, and even the sidetrack Naughty Hands placed high in the charts, even though this song didn't even have a music video. On July 31st, 10 days after Touch My Body was released, Sistar got their first win on End Countdown for the single, and they managed to get a triple crown on Inkigayo. Only a day after they received the triple crown, the teaser images for I Swear dropped out of the blue, and fans were absolutely shook. Their second special summer album, Sweet and Sour, dropped on August 26th, only a month after the last release, with the single I Swear. DAP also featured the new single Hold On Tight, which didn't get a music video, as well as remixes of their older singles. Upon release, I Swear topped all major Korean music charts, though the music video for I Swear came under some mild controversy due to being very similar to Tiesto's music video for Red Light. The storyline and some of the shots were incredibly similar, but Starship Entertainment never really commented on it and it all just faded away because it wasn't a carbon copy of Tiesto's music video. A month after I Swear dropped, Soyu released another collab single, now with Kwon Soon Il and Park Young In of Urban Sakapa. But the song the space between. And in November, Hyolin and Yu Young released a collaboration single called Erase. And to close out 2014, Sistar performed at all the normal award shows and music festivals, such as the Melon Music Awards, NBC's Gaia Daejeon, where Soyu and Yonggigo's Sum won the grand prize Best Song for Sum, and also won the Best Collaboration at the 2014 Mamas. And Sistar, as a whole, won Best Female Group 
at the mamas as well. It's a pretty good way to end the year. But sister was not done. 2015 started off with Soyu becoming the new MC on On Style's Get It Beauty. And Sister's season of Showtime started airing on January 8th, and they released a total of 8 episodes. In the realm of TV shows, Hyolin also joined the third season of NBC's I Am A Singer. And she would also join more TV shows later in the year that we will talk about later. That was a really bad segue. Anyhow... But since it's the start of the year, award show season continues, and Sister won a digital song Bonsang at the 29th Golden Disc Awards, as well as winning a Bonsang at the 24th Soul Music Awards, where Soyu was one of the show's hosts. This year was filled with many live performances, commercials, and photo shoots for various magazines. Dawson became a regular guest on NBC's My Little Television, and Bora joined the cast of... SBS's Love the Jungle. The first song of the year to be dropped was Bora's collaboration with Kissum, Lil Cham, and Jace from Unpretty Rap Star on the single Feedback, which was released on April 27th. And on the very same day, it was announced that Bora would get her first lead role on the web drama The Flatterer. Less than a month later, Hyolin's song Come a Little Closer for the drama Warm and Cozy was released, and on June 6th, it was announced that Sistar would be having a comeback soon. And leading up to the release, lots of teaser images were released. And everything was leading up to June 22nd, when their third mini-album, Shake It, was released. With the title track, Shake It. And on the same day, they held their release showcase at the Coex Art Theorem in Samsungdong, Seoul. But the timing of this release was a bit iffy due to both AOA and Teen Top having their comeback releases on the very same day. But Shakey managed to get a total of five music show wins and the album peaked at number three on the Gaon album charts. In the Shake It music video, Monster X's Shonu and Wanho are both in that music video. And that actually, I think Shake It is the first music video I've ever seen of Sistar because of that. That was the same year I got into them and I really liked Monsta X. Yeah, they're in the same agency. So a lot of times if you see a male idol or a female idol in a group's music video, they probably are from the same agency. But yeah, I just thought that was fun. Yeah. They look really young. Sistar continued to promote the song for about a month. And during their promotions, they performed at Sketchbook, where they were introduced as the girl group of Summer. And ever since, they've been called the Queens of Summer. Though this title has been used earlier, it has mostly been fans who have been using them. If somebody else introduced them as the Queen of Summer before that, if you know, please tell me. <laughs> there wasn't a consistent, like, just me being old. Like, there was always like, oh, they were great in Summer, but this specific carrying of the title for every single year everyone pointed their fingers at the same group mm. to my knowledge that is a first yeah even in second gen i don't recall that being a thing it's like wow they they there were so many groups this great summer but wasn't like oh summer ain't here until sister gets here <laughs> of their release like that wasn't a thing previously that was like continually every single year yeah. that people look ended up looking forward to their releases i think they're the first yeah if you know that we're wrong, please tell us. We'd love to know. Share your hidden K-pop lore with us, please. In August, Hyolin collaborated with Sego and Palo Alto on the single Dark Panda. 
And Bora acted in Yo Young's music video for Wet. And Soyu appeared in Elephant's music video for When Bored. But the biggest surprise came on September 8th, when Hyolin released the single The Wall Destroyer for free and seemingly out of the blue. But before the sudden release, it was announced that she would be appearing on Unpretty Rapstar 2. And it was highly doubted that she would do well. And very many people questioned her about why she would even join because it seemed very uncharacteristic for her. But her reasoning for joining was to show the world that she is more than just a member of Sistar, and that she wanted to show everyone what she really can do, which is basically what The Wall Story is all about. Unpretty Rap Star started airing on September 11th and ran all the way until November 13th, and Hyolin managed to become the third runner-up. And through this show, she basically set the stage for what her solo releases would be in the future. Towards the end of September, Soya released a collaboration single with Kwon Yongyo of 10cm called Lean On Me, which immediately topped all the major Korean music charts, and they got a win on Inkigayo. Everything seemed to be going very well, but Soya would soon find herself in a bit of a controversy. On October 5th, Sistar performed at the Arirang Festival, and Soyo got a lot of flack for her performance because she was being unenthusiastic. A day after the performance, Starship made an announcement saying that Soyo had been sick with the flu and had not been able to go to physiotherapy for an injury she sustained earlier in the year. And just a week later, Sister held a fan sign, and fans were very disappointed with how distant Soyo seemed. And Starship Entertainment explained that she still wasn't feeling well due to all the pain she was in, and that she herself had wanted to go to the fan sign to not disappoint her fans. But she was pretty much immediately sent on sick leave. But many fans felt that this explanation came way too late and that Starship should have cancelled all her schedules earlier so that she could recover. Soyu thankfully got a break to recover and Bora filled in for Soyu as a host on Get It Beauty so Soyu could rest. And after all of this mess, things went pretty slowly for Sistar towards the end of 2015. They performed at the Melon Music Awards and won a top 10 award. And in December, Hyolin released a collaboration single with Yu Young and Bumkey called Love Line. And she also featured on the OST for the movie The Little Prince with the song Turnaround. And that was basically how 2015 ended. So let us continue over to their end days. So, in 2016, they released their last EP, Morae, in June, and it means insane love. The title track was called I Like That, and kind of an interesting note about the title track, like, first of all, it's classy. Like, they were more and more over the years edging towards being classy, but this is especially just, like, really nice. Just the choreography, the outfits, everything. But also, kind of interesting, in the practice video, it's the only one of theirs where they practiced in sneakers. You can find, you know, practice videos of that. Kind of interesting considering as they were known for wearing very tall heels and doing their choreography. But also the last thing of interest with that is that the fifth track is called Say I Love You and it was written and produced by Hyorin, which is interesting because it's the only track on that EP 
that was written by a member of the group. But moving on to what I think everyone wants to hear about, One More Day. This is probably one of my favorite tracks personally, and just in researching it, I have so much more respect for this track and as also for the group. So this came out later in 2016 in November, and the song is about a relationship fading, and the music video is about that too, but the music video is a drama of an abusive boyfriend being murdered by the abused girlfriend and her female accomplice, who is also a very good friend and by good friend I mean girlfriend which I'm not just projecting that is actually the music video like go watch it you can't just say oh they're friends like no 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 that's not what that was about. Two girls wanting to date each other. Good news. Anyway, both the song and MV are really well done and stand out from their usually bright and high energy discography, but that might be because it was a collaboration with very famous legend Giorgio Moroder, who is an Italian music legend known as the father of disco and he's influenced so many genres. And he's even worked with famous legends like Freddie Mercury. Chances are that if you go through his discography, you're gonna know quite a few of his songs that he's worked on even if you never heard of his name before you will recognize him and also it's very important because he worked with pop stars in the past such as Britney Spears but Sister was his first and to my knowledge only K-pop group that he's worked with and not only did he work with them on the track but also he's that guy at the beginning of the music video like if you're wondering who was that white guy with the mask on him that's him and also kind of cute, he was there for the first live performance of the track. Like, he was in the audience. That's pretty cool, because a lot of times when K-pop stars collab with foreign artists, the foreign artists don't usually come to Korea or, like, to where they're performing live and, like, hang out. So whenever that happens, it's actually pretty cool, because a lot of people, that's a lot of distance, especially for one track. So that was just pretty neat. But after that high of 2016, then we got to the slow of 2017. So, in my opinion, if there was a textbook example of a disbandment of a K-pop group, this would be it. Their popularity and the quality of their discography hadn't declined. There wasn't infighting that led to a split. They didn't have their contracts terminated from bad relations with the company. Their seven-year contracts had come to an end and all parties involved agreed that it was time. Their last promotion was about giving the group a proper send-off and Lonely, which came out on May 31st, 2017 was it. The track was a ballad about parting and the music video has the feel of being nostalgic for friends hanging out and eventually that fading as well. And while fans were very sad about it as most fans are when they hear a group disband, really it was on good terms for everyone. Like it was time and everyone went their own ways and was, you know, pretty happy. Who knows, maybe they'll get together someday, but for right now, they're done and that's okay because they all have gone on to do amazing things solo. So first, let's talk about Hyorin who went on to become a solo singer even though she was already before. Currently her label is Bridge and she's had releases with many singles since leaving Starship and Sister. Dally, which came out in 2018, is probably one of her most well-known due to her iconic leotard and thigh-high boots. That same year, she released CC and Bay. So she was off to a great start going solo. Like, good on her. And she really kept the whole summer song, summer special thing alive with that too. Which is great, because especially because she was the leader of Sistar, so to keep that sort of reputation going, just very nice. Then, in 2019, she released You Know Better, 
And this year so far, she's released Hug Me Silently and Nine Lives. So even though she was going solo before the group disbanded, it is nice to see that she is still going strong even a couple years since. Because that's not always true of an idol group where like all the members are active, but hey, she's a good first member. So going on to the second member, I want to talk about Bora, who she started acting in 2014 while the group was active, but she continues to this day and she's really... She's been in a lot of stuff. She's been busy. So looking first at dramas, her first drama after disbandment was at the end of the year and it was called A Korean Odyssey, which was basically the Korean version of the famous Chinese story Journey to the West. And she played Alice. And this drama was very star-studded. It had people such as Hongki from FT Island and Lee Seung-gi. It's a terrible drama. I really did not like it. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't seen it. for anybody who wants to watch it. But in my opinion, it was a mess. Then in April in 2018, she was high crush as Minju. It was a very short romantic comedy. It was only five episodes. Uh, later that year, she was in Quiz from God Reboot, which is a medical crime drama, and it's called Reboot because there were four Quiz from God dramas before this one. Then from late 2019 to early 2020, she was in the romantic drama Chocolate from episodes 13 to 16. And finally, at the beginning of 2020, she was in Dr. Romantic two where she played a nurse. Meanwhile, her main movie appearance was in Sunkissed Family in 2019, which is a family comedy and it was actually the director's first film and she played the first daughter of the protagonist. Then the third member I want to talk about was Soyu, who ended up being a solo singer, which shouldn't have been that surprising as before Sistar disbanded, she worked with EXO's Baekhyung, she worked with Mad Clown, she worked with K-Will, she stayed with Starship and continues to release music with artists such as Rain and her friend Ki from Shiny. She is also an artist on quite a few soundtracks. This year alone, she was on Traveler's Argentina soundtrack with the song Before Sunrise and Oh My Baby soundtrack with the track goodbye. I don't know if this has been mentioned in the episode, but she, I have seen her dubbed as the queen of OSTs many a time. Yeah, just, especially, it's amazing for me with Sister of how much they've done and how short a time and how they're always active. Mm-hmm. Like the, the breaks that they take, even as a group and also individually, is relatively short. Which is kind of interesting because that's not always true in all groups where solo and group that they're always, even after disbandment. So it's like, Everyone kind of wins in this. Speaking of winning, uh, let's talk about the last member I want to talk to, which is Dasom, who ended up being an actor. Although we mentioned earlier that she started acting in 2012, she continues to act. And in 2017, she won the award for Best New Actress at the SBS Drama Awards for her role in Band of Sisters, which was filming around the time of Sisters Disbandment. But after Disbandment, she's done about three different dramas. So in early 2019, she was in The Last Empress as Young Dalai in episode 28. Soon after that, she was in He Is Psychometric and played Run Jisoo. And in July of this year, she is set to appear in Was It Love as Juarin. So if you are a huge fan of her acting, be on the lookout for her. As for movies, she's had three main roles. She started in movies in 2016 and then in 2017, she had a small cameo in the action crime movie Real. But then in 2018, she played the protagonist of 
of the TV movie Miss Kim's Mystery. So overall, Sister has had a pretty good and active career and they really have set themselves apart from a lot of other groups and definitely had one of the best breakups that I think that we've discussed so far. It was great together. They went their separate ways. They're all doing great, at least as of this recording. So yeah, everyone wins. Excellent. Let's move on to the trivia question. So last time I asked you if you know what Kyuhyun's debut track with Super Junior was, and the answer is you. This single was their first time as 13 members since it was announced that Super Junior was going to be a fixed group, and this was also when they had their first win. Everyone was really emotional. It was a great time. If you've not seen the music video for the track, I highly recommend it. It's probably one of my favorites. I really like this music video because generally with boy groups, there's always one person that the stylist tends to mess with, but in this one, in my opinion, for the time period, they all looked great. They all had a lot of good lines. Whoever styled them and, like, shows like who does what it really differentiated each of them so you could see each of them as individuals and really easily point out which one's your favorite so i do, i really like that one so if you if you're a fan of super junior and you've more become a fan in recent years and you haven't listened to their older stuff use a good one to start with like even if you don't want to go all the way back to debut try you like just see them as 13 you know take a first test ride see what you think and let me know so now let's move on to the songs of the day. Today, June 21st, all the way back in 1993, Sotejian Boys released their second album, creatively titled Sotejian Boys 2, with the single Hayoga or Anyhow song, which is a more rock sounding hip hop song. And they were actually banned from performing this song live on TV shows due to the hairstyles, ripped clothing, and piercings that they had in the music videos. So in the very few clips you can find of Sotoji and Boys performing this song back in 93, they all look a lot more clean than they do in the music video for the song. Just go look at the music video for Anyhow song and see how tame that is <laughs> by today's standards. Also today, June 21st in 2012, Ripple Gent released his fifth album, 10 Years of Misinterpretation, with the single You Deserve Better, which is just sad hip-hop at its finest. And lastly, today, still June 21st, in 2013, Two Eyes debuted with the single Don't Mess With Me. This song also has a very hip-hop and rock-influenced feel, but it's still a very intense 2010s pop song. It's really good, but sadly Two Eyes only had two more releases before disbanding, and their very last release, Pippi, was a complete change of concept. And sadly wasn't enough to save the group, but you should still go back and listen to their old songs because they're pretty good. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description, as well as a link to our script, which is jam-packed with sources. And this one, I really mean jam-packed. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on July 12th, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.